Arise, shine, your light has come. Light up Latrobe on 103.9 Life FM, Gippsland. that is set to connect you from the Word of God to the world you live in. You are listening from 103.9 Live FM, Gippsland. Your presenter, as usual today, is Augustine Arogun. Augustine Arogun is the pastor of the Redeemed Christian Church of God, Abundant Life Parish in Moi, here in Victoria, Australia. We are here today to feed you with another word of life. And we will be looking at an interesting topic today. And we are trusting God that God will minister to you. This topic that we are considering today is for everyone that lives on this planet Earth, regardless of your level, your achievements, your status, where you have been, or where you want to be. It's is a topic that will help you even in your pro, uh, profession. Please take time to listen to this message completely. Hallelujah. The topic is shutting door 
against knowledge. I repeat, shutting door against knowledge. Our Bible passage for today will be from Hosea chapter 4 verse 6. And I will be reading from New King James Version of the Holy Bible. Hosea 4, 6. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, I also will reject you from being priest for me. Because you have forgotten the law of your God, I also will forget your children. These was a strong statement from the Lord. But there are things I want us to have understanding of here. For example, the word says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And the topic we are looking at today is shutting door against knowledge. What is knowledge? Knowledge is facts information, and skills acquired through experience or education or the theoretical or practical understanding of a thing is classified as knowledge. I repeat, knowledge is facts or information and skills acquired through experience or education. There are three things that are very, very important that I call conditions of knowledge. If you don't have these three things, or if you shut down the door of knowledge, you will lose these three things. Number one, wisdom. Wisdom. What is wisdom? Wisdom is the right application of knowledge. This means without knowledge, wisdom is useless. That is to say, knowledge without wisdom is foolishness. So, they are interwoven. They are together. There's no way you want to have wisdom without knowledge. Then that wisdom may turn to foolishness. And if you have knowledge, you don't have wisdom. Ah, then there's problem. For example, to drive a car, you need the knowledge of driving. You need to understand what the pedals are doing in the car, the steering, and different buttons in the car. You need the knowledge of them to drive car effectively. It is the increase in the knowledge of driving that makes you skillful in driving. However, you may be a skilled
skillful driver, or yes, or you may be skillful in driving, but to drive safely, you need wisdom. Why? Your skill alone may not make you a safe driver. When you are on, for example, when you are on a highway of 110 speed limit and there is heavy rain and the road is foggy, it is wisdom that we tell you not to speed up to that 110 speed limit that you can see on the road at such a time that the road is foggy and there is, and it is raining your ability to speed in driving does not mean you are a good driver because wisdom may demand that you drive slowly where you are speeding heavily as you can see it is not only that you have a knowledge to drive you need wisdom with it otherwise that your knowledge may be considered foolishness or irrelevant or useless where wisdom is not applied. Number two is understanding. Don't forget, I am saying conditions of knowledge. Wisdom is one. Number two is understanding. Understanding showcases the power of knowledge. When you have a knowledge of a thing, then you are having insight of such thing. It is your knowledge of a thing that gives you understanding of such thing. For example, many years back, I was living in Hong Kong. I think myself or the church was trying to buy a gift for an elderly person. And we were deliberating on what to buy. And because in my country, in Africa, elderly people cherish wristwatches. When you buy it for them, they appreciate it so much. I then suggested wristwatch as a gift for an elderly person in Hong Kong. It was then I was told that it is a taboo to buy a wristwatch for an elderly person in Chinese setting. Why? Because they sees it that you are counting time for them on earth. That is, you are showing them that they are nearing their grave. Knowing that you don't buy wristwatch for an elderly person in Chinese setting is a knowledge. However, if I have such knowledge without knowing the reason, then I don't have the understanding of that knowledge. Knowing the reason, I cannot buy wristwatch for an elderly person in Chinese setting is an understanding of the knowledge. So, if you have knowledge and you don't have understanding, then there is problem. So, you can see 
that wisdom and understanding they walk with knowledge. Number three thing is perception. Perception. A right perception of knowledge will empower one's faith. It will empower your belief. For example, if you don't have knowledge of God, it is going to be difficult for you to have right perception of God. Again, if you have the knowledge that God exists and you only stay at that level, then your perception may be wrong at times. The belief that God can deliver you from the present predicament is a right perception of your knowledge of God. The belief that God can save you is a right perception of your knowledge of God. So you can see that your knowledge is driven by your perception. So in knowledge, if you shut door against knowledge, you have shut door against three things. Wisdom, understanding, and perception. Because if you don't have the right knowledge, you are going to have wrong perception of any situation, of anything, of even God that created you and myself. Hallelujah. Look at what Bible says in Proverbs chapter 2, verse 6. It says, For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. Let me make it more clearer here. If you have a judge that is going to preside over a matter in the court, the judge will want to have the knowledge of the case before him. And they seek to understand everything that brought the matter to their table. It is when they have the understanding of the matter that they will be able to have right perception of how to drive the law. And that is when they now apply the wisdom of law to make the right judgment. God forbid, if a judge does not have the knowledge of the matter, he, the, 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 the judge is going to make a wrong decision. If the judge does not understand the matter, of course, the judge is going to make a wrong decision. It is when the matter is presented, either logically or in any way for the judge to understand the fact behind what is presented that the judge can make the right decision. Don't forget, I described knowledge as the facts and information and skills 
acquired through experience or education. So in everything, you need knowledge. Don't shut your door against knowledge. Let me give you example of two kings in the Bible. And actually, they are father and son, but they were both kings. Number one, King Solomon. Second Chronicles chapter 1 verse 10. I'm reading from New Living Translation. And we are looking at King Solomon here. Solomon, Solomon replied to God, You showed great and faithful love to David, my father, and now you have made me king in his place. Oh Lord, God, please continue to keep your promise to David, my father, for you have made me king over a people as numerous as the dust of the earth. Give me the wisdom and knowledge to lead them properly. For who could possibly govern this great people of yours? Can you see that King Solomon made a prayer and asked God to give him wisdom and knowledge so that he can lead the people that God has put under him properly? Solomon was a father. But with that little prayer that he prayed, God gave him access to wisdom. And God made, as, as he got access to wisdom, he was able to rule properly that other kings now continue to seek for wisdom through him, continue to learn things through Solomon. Hallelujah. But look at his son that became king immediately after him. His son's name was Rehoboam's. Let us look at the account in First Kings chapter 12. I will read 1 to 19. Then Rehoboam went to Shechem, for all Israel had come to Shechem to make him king. Now, when Jeroboam, son of Nebat, heard about it, he was still in Egypt, where he had fled from the face of King Solomon and settled in Egypt. They summoned him, so Jeroboam and all the congregation of Israel came and spoke to Rehoboam, saying, Your father, that is Solomon, made our yoke burdensome. Now, therefore, lighten the harsh labor of your father and his heavy yoke, which he laid on us, and we will serve you. He said to them, Go away for three more days and then come back to me. So the people departed. Verse 6. Then King Rehoboam consulted with the elders who had served his father Solomon while he was still alive, saying, How do you advise me to respond to these people? They spoke to him, saying, 
if you will be a servant to these people today, serving them, granting them their petition, and speaking favorably to them, then they will be your servants forever. But he rejected the counsel the elders had given him. Instead, consulting with the young men who grew up with him and stood before him. So he asked them, how do you advise me to respond to these people who have spoken to me, saying, lighten the yoke that your father laid on us? The young men who had grown up with him spoke to him, saying, Thus you should say to these people who spoke to you, saying, Your father made our yoke heavy, but you make it lighter on us. Thus you should say to them, My little finger is thicker than my father's loins. Verse 11. So now, my father laid on you a heavy yoke. And as for me, I will add to your yoke. My father chastised you with whips, but as for me, I will chastise you with scorpions. Then Jeroboam and all the people came to Rehoboam on the third day, as the king told them, saying, Come back to me on the third day. Verse 13. The king answered the people harshly. He rejected the cancer the elders had given him. Verse 14. And spoke to them according to the counsel of the young men, saying, My father made your yoke heavy, but I will add to your yoke. My father chastised you with whips, but I will chastise you with scorpions. So the king did not listen to the people, for it was a turn of event from Adonai fulfilling his word which Adonai spoke by the hand of Ahijah, the Shilonite, to Jeroboam, son of Nebath. But when all Israel saw that the king did not listen to them, the people answered the king, saying, What share have we in David? No inheritance in Jesus' son. To your tents, O Israel. Now look at your own house, David. So the Israelites departed to their tents. But as for the children of Israel who lived in the cities of Judah, Rehoboam reigned over them. Then King Rehoboam sent Adoram, who was over the forced labor. But all Israel stoned him to death. Then King Rehoboam hurried to mount, to mount his chariot to flee to Jerusalem, verse 19, and the last verse, verse, Israel has rebelled against the house of David to this day. From these two examples of kings, one being father Solomon and one being son Rehoboam, Solomon sought for knowledge. He prayed for wisdom from God. He prayed for understanding. He made his request to the God Almighty and God granted him. Solomon has done this because of his knowledge of God, of what God is capable of doing. He took his matter to God and God granted his prayer. 
Whereas his son, Rehoboam, took his matter to men instead of God. Although he went to the elders, the elders gave him good advice. Then he went to his mates. His mates gave him wrong advice. But because he surrendered to men, he took to the wrong advice of men. And then the kingdom that he ruled over was divided. And to the tune that he himself has to run away because of fear. Beloved, it is wise for you to have right knowledge and having the knowledge from God. That is why when we are saying have the knowledge of God and uh, you have the knowledge of God, that will give you understanding of what God is capable of doing. And that will shape your reign, your understanding, your perception. And that will empower you the more in the way you decide over matter. So, shutting doors against knowledge means you shut doors against understanding. That is to say, if you shut the door against the knowledge of God, you are shutting doors against understanding of what God is capable of doing. And again, you are shutting the door against wisdom. Hallelujah. Because the right wisdom comes from the Lord. And if you are shutting the door against the knowledge of God, then you are shutting door against wisdom and then you are opening doors to a wrong perception. So, beloved, when we ask you to give your life to Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, it is that you can have a knowledge of God. It is that you can understand what God is capable of doing. It is for you to have right perception of God and having right perception of your reigning here on earth. And when you are invited to surrender your life or to give your life to Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, you have two options. One, you can shut your mind against such call and refuse to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. And you can open your mind to know more about this call to salvation, to open your mind to the knowledge so that you can gain understanding of what uh, the person that is making the altar call or that is inviting you to Jesus Christ is saying. What is the meaning of these two things that I have just mentioned? That is, what is the meaning, what happens when you shut your mind against uh, the call unto salvation? If you shut your mind against the call, then you have shut the door against the knowledge of God. You are shutting doors against knowledge of God means... You shut doors against understanding of God. You shut door against wisdom. 
then you open doors for wrong perception. However, if you respond, if you accept that call, then you will discover more things about God. Wherever you are listening from, it is wise for you to open the door of your mind at least for these three things. One, you will have a knowledge of what these people or the person that is calling you to salvation or that is making altar call or that is inviting you to surrender your life to Jesus Christ as personal Lord and Savior, you will open your mind to the knowledge of what the person is saying. Then, when you listen to testimonies of the good things that the Lord has done and who God is, how great is this God, how reliable is this God, how dependable is this God? How victorious is this God? How unfailing is this God? How just in time is this God? How undefeated in the battle has this God been? Then you are getting the understanding of why you need to surrender your life to Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. What is this understanding going to do in your life? The point in now is that the understanding that you have of the knowledge of God will now help you to have the right perception of a great God and from the understanding of him, you'll be able to be strong in faith and be able to understand what God can do for you. So when they call you a failure and you have understanding that you have a big God in you, that lives in you, that you have surrendered your life to, then you will be able to know that you are not a failure. Even if it appears that you are failing, because you are using God's wisdom, because the understanding of God is guiding you, you will end up well. Let me take you back to the stories of the two kings. It was the knowledge of God that made Solomon to be able to contact and consult God in prayer to ask God for wisdom. If he doesn't have the knowledge of God, that God is able to grant him wisdom, he wouldn't have gone to God. Solomon would have looked at himself that, oh, he cannot do, he cannot achieve what his father achieved. Then he needed a higher power to help him. He needed higher wisdom. He needed a great understanding to be able to rule properly. And because he had a good knowledge of God, he went back to that God to ask for wisdom. So also, you, wherever you may be, whatever the position they have given you, if you don't have the right knowledge of that position, or you don't have wisdom, you can go to God like Solomon did, and you can get wisdom from God. 
Whereas his son that ruled after him needed wisdom, he went to men. I'm not saying it is bad to seek counsel from men, but the best special advisor you can have in life is God. So if you shut your door against God, you are shutting doors against knowledge of him, and you are shutting door against the wisdom you can get from him. There are some special advisors that have advised the rulers wrongly. For example, you can see the dilemma that the whole world faced during COVID-19. All presidents, prime ministers, they were seeking for advice. What is the best way out? I don't think the best way out could be gotten from men, except God helped. America, they had knowledge, full knowledge. They have it in, in quantum. But look at how COVID-19 dealt with that nation. Look at Italy. Look at other parts of the world. Whereas with God, God can just say, do this and there will be solution. Have you wondered why COVID-19 did not do much damage in a continent called Africa? And it did such more in other parts of the world. There are things that we may not even have understanding of. Look at how God saved us in Australia. Look at how things work for us in Australia. It is beyond the wisdom of men. And that is why I am appealing to you right now. If you, if you think you are wise in your own eyes, please submit that wisdom to God so that you can gain better wisdom and better understanding from God. But you need this from knowing that God is able. You need to understand the knowledge of God. Look at the son of Solomon, Rehoboam, that reigned after Solomon. When two people gave him conflicting advices, the old people told him, just uh, give these people nice words. The younger people told him, be ash in your response to them. If this boy or this king had the knowledge of God, he's supposed to go to God that, wow, God, I'm having conflicting advices here. Which is the best one? to flow through. And this is where many people make mistakes here. We use our own understanding. We use our own wisdom to rectify things that are beyond our own wisdom. We try to look at what the question now is that are you in a very significant position? that you need advice. Yes, you can seek advice from men, but if you are not person of prayer, or you are the type that does not consult God before making decisions, your decision may be wrong. It is only God that can cancel you aright.
So also, what is it that you are going through in life? God is able to give you solution. Seeking God or seeking solution from this God, the Almighty, that has never failed, this God that is the Almighty God, this God that is great, this God that is reliable, this God that is dependable, this God that is victorious in all things, this God that is unfailing, this God that is just in time, the God that has never been defeated, the Lord that have track record of winning and giving good counsel all the time. If you open your mind to this God, this God will guide through what you need to do. This God will guide you the right wisdom. And this is what Solomon enjoyed during the time he was reigning as a king. When you shut your door against knowledge, I mean against knowledge of God, then you are shutting doors against the right wisdom. Oh, for example, you may be sick and uh, you go to hospitals. Doctors are good, but doctors can still fail you. They may not be able to diagnose the right solution to your sickness. There are some chronic sickness that defy diagnosis that they cannot know. And doctors will say, well, we don't know what to do here. Are you trusting science? I am not saying science is bad. In fact, science is good. But science can still fail you. Why? Up to now. Science could not discover that there was going to be an outbreak of COVID-19 that killed millions of people in the world before that virus struck the earth. Up to now, science have not been able to explain how God spread the heavens without any pillar that sustains it. I'm not saying science is not good, but there are understanding that are beyond science. So if you put all your hope, all your thoughts on science or in science, science may fail you. There are some situation you think by now science is supposed to know or they have, or the scientists supposed to have discovered. But they are still doing the research on it. But you have a God that has full knowledge of everything. Why would you shut your door against the knowledge of this God? Oh, maybe you are trusting your money. Money is good, but money can fail you. Many rich men died during COVID-19. Many rich men are looking for the right diagnosis for their sickness, which doctor cannot understand. Let me ask you this question. Even as you enjoy free medical facilities in Australia, in Canada, or wherever you may be in America, do you know 
what it cost the government to buy a bottle of oxygen for a life to be sustained. But look at God. This God we are talking of has been supplying the whole world with free oxygen in form of the natural naked air we breathe in through our nostrils since creation at no cost. This is the God we are talking of. My advice for you is if you are listening to this message, right now, wherever you may be, is to open your mind to seek knowledge of this God so as to know more about Him. Are you there right now? And you are saying, I want to know more about this God. Can you open your heart right now for Him? If you say yes, you want to know more about this God, then please, I want to pray with you. Please repeat after me. Dear God, thank you for this day. Please, I want to know you and know you more. Please open my understanding to have a knowledge of you. Grant me access to your mercy. Grant me access to your grace. Grant me access to your kindness. Forgive me all my sins. I surrender all to you now that I may gain your love, that I may gain your kindness, that I may gain the salvation that you bought through the blood of Jesus Christ. Save me, Lord. Save my soul. Reveal yourself to me. Let me reign with you in the end. In Jesus' name. Amen. I want to congratulate you if you have said that prayer. I want you to now look for a Bible-believing church where you can have more knowledge of this almighty God. Look for a church where they can teach you more of this God. Look for a church where you can have understanding of this almighty God. This will help you in your decision making in life. This will give you the right perception of God. But if you shut your door against this knowledge, you are going to shut your door against the right wisdom. And that may alter the right perception that you have towards God. I want to believe God that you have been blessed with this message. If you have been blessed with this message or with any of the messages that has been presented through Light Up Latro program, you can send us email. Our email is light at lightupaustralia.com. If you have no place of worship, you can worship with us at the Redeemed Christian Church of God, 
that is closer to you, or if you are 20, 30 minutes radius within Moe in Victoria, you can worship with us at the Redeemed Christian Church of God, Abundant Life Parish. Our address is number 6, George Street, Moe. You will definitely be fed with more of the undiluted word of God. Thank you for listening. You are listening from 103.9 Life FM, Gippsland. I pray that the Lord will continue to be with you. Don't forget, the God that we are talking of, that you should open your mind to, that you should open your heart to, this God is great. That is, this God is a great God. This God is a reliable God. This God is a dependable God. This God is victorious. And I repeat again, this God is unfailing. He cannot fail you. This God is just in time. And I can cite an example in the Bible of the case of Lazarus that was dead for four days. And when Jesus appeared there, he called unto Lazarus. The Lazarus that was dead for four days came back to life. We have the account in the Bible. This God is just in time. This God is undefeated. He can never be defeated in a battle. If you have the backing of this God, you are victorious in all your things, all that you do, all the battles of life. But you surrender to him as your personal Lord and Savior. Amen. Let us pray. Dear Lord God Almighty, we thank you for this wonderful time. We thank you for making it possible for us to be able to hear your word and to deliver your word. I pray for everyone that has listened to this word of yours, or word of God. I pray that you will grant them deeper knowledge of you, deeper understanding of you, and deeper perception, right perception, even, oh Lord God, about God in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray that for, for every situation that you are going through right now, that you don't have the right wisdom to the, on the way to get out of it, may the Lord grant you wisdom. I want to pray in particular for anyone that is sick right now. I pray that as you accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, that you receive your healing instantly in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray for everyone that is in position of leadership. I pray that the right wisdom to lead properly, that the Lord will give to you. I pray for everyone that is trusting God for breakthrough of any kind. I pray that the Lord will grant you breakthrough in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray for everyone that is going through one form of problem or the other. I pray that God will grant you solution to that problem. I pray for 
those that are looking for a job, I pray for favor of God for your life. I pray for those that are trusting God for their partner in marriage. I pray that God will connect you with the bone of your bone, with the right person that he has created for you. I pray for those that are trusting God for the fruit of the womb. I pray that you will have divine encounter with the Lord and the Lord will surprise you with fruit of the womb that in nine months from now, God will let there be celebration of newborn baby in your home in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray for those that the word system has put to shame. I pray that God will grant you double honor. I pray that as you listen to this message, you will walk more closer with God, that you will have more understanding of God, and you will have better knowledge of God so that you can be what God has created you to be in life in the mighty name of Jesus. Don't forget, you are listening to Light Up Latrobe. Light Up Latrobe is a program set to connect you from the word of God with the world that you live in. God bless and goodbye. Thank you. Surrender all to Thee, I freely give. I will ever love and trust You in Your presence daily.
listen to Light Up Latrobe, a weekly program that connects you from the world to the word.
Light up. Light up Latrobe. A light from Latrobe to Gippsland and all over Australia.